Welcome to season three of Handpicked. It's so great to be back with a wonderful sponsor in ClearCo, but what great businesses we have discovered. It's a great way to show and feel and learn about what's going on in Australian business. So if you like what you hear, perhaps you could rate us or review us or refer it to another business owner. So hi, Lee, and welcome to Handpicked, the podcast. It's so great to have you. But maybe for our listeners first up who've not heard of your business, you'll just give them a little, you know, overview of how, where, why that you're in business. Great. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, I started out as an entrepreneur when I opened my own education business in Queensland, and then I won the Australian Institute of Management Owner Business Leader Award, and then I sold my business and I've started into teaching others how to do entrepreneurship. So we are an organization called Startup Business and we teach entrepreneurship education to students all the way around Australia. Wow. And when you say all, all the way around Australia, is that people participating or how does the program work? Well, we've got kids in Perth, Northern Territory, in remote areas like Catherine, um, Rockhampton, Mackay, and all the way down to Tasmania as well. So the students usually study this in grades nine and 10. And yeah, they're um, usually in outback regional areas. So a lot of the time we're teaching them um, how to be entrepreneurs in a regional and rural setting. So they might be coming up with great ideas around farming equipment and yeah, that sort of thing. And how long has this business been going? Uh, This one's been going for four years. So we just had our fourth pitch competition, our national pitch competition. It was amazing to see what all of the kids were coming up with. They're so impressive. Oh, that's so cool. Well, let's get started. What questions have you got for me about your business? Right. Well, I was thinking a little bit about coronavirus. And so um, I wanted to ask you, myself as a manager, I always had an open door policy with my staff and that worked really well for connecting with my staff. But obviously now that we're online, I was wondering if you have any tips about how I motivate and connect with my staff in an online setting. Yeah. And it's a really great question, which is impacting a lot of businesses. Of course, there's services businesses that are in person and it's the only way that they can do business, whether it's, uh, you know, medical or whatever. So, but it's different when now uh, your employees have a choice. And one of the questions that many business leaders are asking is, how do I get people back to the office? And do I need to? And it's a it's a question that uh, keeps arising. So we, if we think about what are the why do you need an office? And we uh, as a team and as a leadership team really inquired into this. And there's basically six primary reasons of why you want to build this connection. First of all, it is about community. It is about being part of something bigger than yourself and feeling that you are a part of a team. So creating community can be challenging when it's online, but it takes real intention. And this is not necessarily about having Zoom drinks or doing trivia and so forth. It's about being available. It's the sideways conversations that people are missing out. So creating a framework for that, whether it be via a chat, um, 
bot, which we found very useful. We use a product called Teams and people can put ideas in there and people get responding um, or they can leave it for video question. And David, who's our CEO, he's very much about my office is always open as long as you don't mind coming into my kitchen uh, and, um, and keeping some very nice and open questions that make people feel very comfortable to do that. So the first thing is around community. The next thing is about um, collaboration and co-invention. And um, it has been demonstrated that many ideas with different viewpoints create a different outcome. So creating collaboration can be quite different and difficult, especially in just the online world. So making sure that everybody has a voice and those meetings take very intentional um, chairing and making sure that the chair or the facilitator is nurturing and creating a space where people can ask and contribute in any way that they want to. We think that in the new world of hybrid that actually people will have work spaces rather than places and there will be places where people go to collaborate. The third one is about creativity and um, not being stuck in front of a screen the whole time and that people need time to do deep thinking and with alerts and things going off all of the time. It's very, very difficult. And so as an organisation, uh, creating these block out times where there's no meetings and people are just doing their deep work and um, their thinking and um, creativity. And I think that that is very important. Leadership, it's very hard to develop somebody's leadership if you're not there in person. So are you offering leadership programs? You know, what are you doing to help your people on their career progression? Uh, and that also is very important. Uh, social responsibility as well and contributing um, and how contribution is being made. We have an experiences at work white paper which we're sharing uh, loud and proud to anybody. I'll put the link in this podcast so that people can just downwork, download this framework because there's six key questions leaders should be asking themselves to design their culture uh, and culture is so important for the efficacy and um, outcomes of any business. So happy to share those. We used to celebrate wins just as a staff room um, because we were around each other. It was easy to give somebody a big smile and pat on the back and say, this is amazing. Um, so I guess that was my second question as well. Um, so when we're working online and we do have those wins or staff members have done something fantastic, how do we celebrate those wins online? Yeah, um, we were using very much the social structures. We use a platform called Ready, but... Um, in, even in Teams and some of these others, it's a recognition is a plug-in and you can attach um, a recognition uh, platform, which might be how you're doing the formal recognition. But I think there's also the informal stuff, and that is to surprise and delight people. When you bring everybody in for the team meeting is to tell the story of how they lived your values and the impact they've had to others. And telling those stories also creates the folklore. And often people just say, I really want to say thanks to X because they did a fabulous job and it made such a difference. Be rich and vivid in your storytelling because in a two-dimensional space, you need so much more. You need colour and movement and light and emotional connection. And therefore, again, it's about um, making sure that that has as much intention as if it was on a stage and that you would choreograph the whole thing. So 
um, depending on how big your team is, but also to acknowledge them and really making sure that their story sings. And you can always give them a red balloon voucher as well, just to make it really very special. Sometimes it was just the mere fact that we're all going to go into the meeting room now and we were going to acknowledge somebody. So even that was special. And now we're sort of in the same room, in the Zoom room. And um, yeah, it's hard to build up that excitement, I guess, and let people know that we do really value what they've done. You know, having those virtual awards or speaking them through and having things delivered to people's homes can be really uh, special. We had the 20th anniversary of Red Balloon while we've been in the lockdown in Sydney and... um, and we delivered, not me, I had nothing to do with it, I promise you, they surprised me just as much as they surprised everybody else, but they sent some cupcakes to everybody with happy birthday to Red Balloon, and everyone is just, you know, they put it all over their social media and everything, and really the cost was far more about the time of organising it and so forth, so um, so I got a couple of cupcakes for my 20th anniversary at Red Balloon. <laughs> it means so much to get something physical to your actual house, it makes you feel connected, that's so it nice, really that's does. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my other question was a little bit different, it's more about um, supporting our students, so um, sometimes when we're teaching them and they're coming up with amazing ideas, um, we know that the ideas that they're coming up with are technology ideas that farmers would love if they could try it but sometimes we come up against a bit of a hurdle so my question was how do we get how do we approach customers like farmers when we know that they would love this technology but when we also know that they're comfortable with the current way that they're doing things. Oh, the old change people's behaviours. Yes, that's just the easiest it, thing to do. It's tricky. It? <laughs> it is tricky. Often, as you know, people can't see what they can't see and it's very hard for them to manage. And there's not a farmer I know in Australia, my son works in agriculture, that is sitting on their hands. You know, there's a great deal of challenges faced in rural Australia. Uh, You know, it's not the mouse plague this minute, it's the lack of shearers or the lack of team members or the lack of people to bring in the harvest or it's getting... Uh, parts for the combine harvester that have got to come from overseas and the logistics like the the issues for farmers are endless getting mindshare for anybody who's busy can be hard and so and especially if they can't see it there are some accelerators one that I know in New South Wales in Newcastle called Mesh and they do minimum viable product particularly in this area so that there can be a bit of a trial so that people can see it and they can imagine it and then they'll also help getting trials ready uh, particularly in this in this rural space so I would argue that sometimes approaching farmers directly, they might not even be that qualified to answer because, as you said, they might be so stuck in their ways and you can waste a lot of time. So I think the next step is actually to look for those um, accelerators uh, and uh, incubators where you can produce a minimum viable product so that you can show people and you can bring people in uh, with that particular area. And I'll make sure in this episode we'll put the link to that particular accelerator. Oh, that would be fantastic because, yeah, maybe if the farmers could hold it in their hands, could actually see it, that might be something that might encourage them to take on new technology. And, you know, we do find that the young people are amazing the way they're innovating and coming up with these new ideas. So we just would love people to pick up on it. Look, I do think that teaching entrepreneurship in schools is very important. Um, 
not just rural schools, but any schools, because what we don't know is what the future of work is going to look like 20 years from now when these kids are leaving school. We don't know what tertiary education is going to look like or vocational training. So the more that we have fundamental entrepreneurial skills, I think is very, very important. And it's one of the reasons why I've got in involved with a program which is called Aspire and that's about entrepreneurs in residence in schools and that would be an entrepreneur showing up and talking through uh, some of the things that you actually have in your program. So I think I should introduce you to the Aspire founder from Spill the Beans, Helen Baker, put the two of you together and who knows what you might be able to create when you also have entrepreneurs showing up to use your, your product. So that could be a really a powerful thing. But Lee, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast, asking these questions, waving the flag for rural Australia and entrepreneurialism in schools. Thank you, Lee. Thanks so much for your advice. I'll be using it. Take care.